Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Jesse here today, and uh, in Italy, as usual, doing our uh, a 10-day update, the email that we send out about every 10 days from the mission field to our supporters back in the U.S., uh, a way for them to stay engaged in the work that's happening here in Italy, uh, prayerful, part of the ministry, and, uh, and seeing what's going on, uh, getting a glimpse of the reality uh, from the mission field in Italy and the work here. Uh, this update we titled Restoration. And uh, because in the month of August, as I've mentioned previously, Italy is known for shutting down. Uh, most of the stores close down. They write a sign and stick it on the window. It says, uh, in ferie, uh, on vacation, from the 1st of August till the 20th, or the, the 2nd of August till the 28th, or basically the whole month of August. And they just go away. Everybody's on vacation. And uh, so anyway, long story short, we take August uh, and we change the pace of the ministry. Uh, use that for catch-up time, for uh, Bible study, sermon prep, things of this nature. Uh, because even the people, uh, the ministry is always involved with people, but even the people are away, so we can't do a whole lot with them in this month. And uh, But it's a great time to be with Jesus, who was never on vacation, who's never uh, unreached or, or out of reach. And uh, we, we specialize in, in spending that time with Him during the month of August, and uh, in the Word and in prayer, catching a vision for the next uh, season of ministry, and uh, and committing our hearts to that. So uh, we get into that a little bit in this update, and then we talk uh, about some of the prayer requests, things that uh, we would invite you to pray uh, together with us for uh, regarding the work here in Italy and the mission, Practical Missions cohort. And then we also share a new blog post in this update, a couple useful links, and uh, a couple opportunities, ways to serve, and a brief exhortation from Psalm 23. So before we get into the actual update, some of the latest news here in Italy, and then those prayer requests and other things, let's jump down to, uh, scrolling down on the email, looking at it, let's jump down to our brief exhortation. And today it's from Psalm 23, verse 6, and it says this, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Very famous psalm, Psalm 23. A lot of people have this one memorized. Uh, even non-believers like this psalm, which is very ironic, uh, interesting thing. Uh, but it talks about the idea of having a shepherd, one who lords over us. Uh, so true disciples of Jesus Christ, those who are born of the Spirit of God, uh, they welcome Jesus as their, as their Savior and also as their Lord or even their shepherd. So he cares for their soul, he does in a, in a special way. But in a special way because he's the Lord of our life, because he reigns over us. And, and we don't say uh, we want you as Savior but not as Lord. We say, reign over me, please. I know in my flesh and apart from you shepherding me and reigning over me, I just can't do anything that would please you, Lord Jesus. But it's my greatest joy and honor to live in such a way that would either by my life or my death, I would please you and honor you. So please lead me to that end. Teach me your ways and, and, and shepherd me. Uh, so these are the ideas behind this verse. But he says in the end, the last verse here, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So just a couple thoughts I'll read, even from what we have written here. And uh, may our hearts be encouraged to the work of the Spirit. Uh, for all of us uh, who are truly in Christ, born of the Spirit of God, forgiven and saved, this is our reality, that goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. Uh, not a day goes by that you and I 
if we're in Christ, are not experiencing the mercy and goodness of God. If we were to receive justice from God, we would have already been condemned to death and eternal torment because we have sinned against Holy God. In this sense, even the unbeliever experiences through the common grace of God, what's known as the common grace of God, he experiences the goodness and mercy of God. It's evident because he or she is still alive. So every person on this planet that is still breathing, still alive, can can has to admit they have received only goodness from God. He gives rain and water and growth, crops, all these kinds of things to, to all people on the planet. Uh, breath itself comes from the hand of God. We even read in Acts uh, last week, Acts chapter 17, that we live, move, and breathe in God. He, he's, he's the one bringing all things forward. If he were to take his hand off of the earth, off the world, just for a second, everything would, would crumble. Uh, but he's maintaining it. By the power of his word, he keeps things moving forward in his providence according to his plans, according to his purpose. Uh, so that's the brief exhortation will be that. Remember that great mercy and the grace of God today. You have received it. If you're in Christ, you're forgiven. All your sins, even if your life is going terribly today, even if uh, your marriage is falling apart, or you feel like you'll be alone forever, or, or work is not going well, and income is not there, whatever it might be, uh, or even if you're being persecuted because you're being faithful to Jesus and actually speaking about Him and the truth to other people, evangelizing, uh, leading them to Christ, and you're being denied day in and day out, often like we face here in Italy. Remember, mercy and grace follows you all the days of your life. You've received only goodness from God, and, uh, and you can endure those other things knowing The best is still yet to come when Jesus returns or when you go to be with him. We really are just in in passing uh, here on this earth now. Uh, So you are living in bonus time. Be exhorted by that. His mercy and grace of God, remember that that you have received it and you get it every day from God. And you're living in bonus time now uh, and you're given the unique privilege only now to know God and live to make him known to others through evangelism, through a life that shows the gospel and and a mouth that opens and talks about the gospel to lost people. Uh, So remember, you're in bonus time and you have that unique privilege now. Uh, Knowing God in this way, we'll know him in full then on that day, but now, knowing him even now and knowing him more and more, always there's more to know about Jesus, even now in this lifetime, much, much more to know. We never fully reach uh, full knowledge of him. And then letting him be known, whatever you have, let it be known Tell it to others. Uh, great opportunity he's given us. So be exhorted, be encouraged to do that. Uh, that's one thing the Lord has been working in our hearts even this month during our, our restoration time is uh, finding that rest in him, remembering he's in control of all things and uh, even uh, preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Much to that, but the idea is wonderful that, that he is in control of our life. He is reigning over us. He does have good intentions for us, even if that involves our suffering from time to time, and it definitely does. Uh, uh, he's good and he's worthy of our praise and we should be about then uh, being refreshed by him and going out to the people or helping others go out to the people by supporting missions, for example. So glory to God for that. He does care for us. He is good to us. Amen. Uh, Brief update. Looking at the update here, what can we say? Uh, We we thank God for this season uh, of restoration, the work of restoration that the Lord is doing in our hearts and family uh, during this month, serving day in and day out in the spiritually barren land of Italy, uh, which, by the way, is a land like that of the fiery dark place in the movie The Lord of the Rings. Uh, there's just nothing growing here. The, the The spiritual air is polluted. It's bad. It's uh, It weighs heavy on the soul. Now, that's our reality here. So serving here day in and day out, 
Uh, and then without that good fellowship that we all need, even in that movie, for example, The Lord of the Rings, it's just two of them there in the end getting to that fiery place. All the rest are somewhere else. The rest of the fellowship is gone. And then even them, uh, because it's so dark and dank and, 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 and weary, that place, they're, they're not even able to reason properly. Their, their friend is all of a sudden their enemy. Their enemy is their friend, and they're so confused, and, and they're alone, and it's just hard, and it's heavy, and there's evil, and there's wickedness all around. They're just disillusioned. For the missionary in Italy, it's a very similar reality. The spiritual realm here is, is, is hard to actually imagine, but that, that movie gives a little bit of a picture of it, in my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, things can be heavy after, you know, short-term thing is one thing, just a couple weeks, just a couple months, just a couple years. Uh, but as you serve in this land long-term, and for us now it's been uh, over 12 years, you begin to, you're affected by that in, in ways you may not realize. And you only can get a glimpse of it when you stop and pause uh, for these times of restoration with the Lord to help re-get uh, perspective and re recapture vision for what you're doing and, and, and why you're sacrificing your life and to what end and, and what is the end goal, uh, which mainly would be the glory of God, but also the evangelism of lost people, uh, the making of disciples, the strengthening of disciples, and then naturally the Lord forming His church through those efforts uh, and, and churches established, elders trained, and so on. Uh, so it, it's kind of like living here in an extremely polluted city and breathing in that bad air on a regular basis, as we read here in this note. Uh, it, it weighs heavy on you. You need to be restored. You need that restoration time. Uh, because if you don't get it, your whole being can suffer. Uh, even you know, mind, body, soul, everything is connected. If you're constantly uh, abusing your body or, or you're not nourishing your body well enough, it, it affects your soul as well, and you suffer spiritually. Uh, if you're neglecting your soul, your, your body begins to suffer as a result. It is all connected. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we need to keep that in mind uh, as believers and um, take care of our bodies, which are temples of the Holy Spirit, and also take care of our souls. Uh, they go together. Uh, but thanks be to God for His Word in this season and His Holy Spirit that does bring new life into our souls, even in the midst of a f living in a fallen world, and in our case, a truly spiritually barren land. So even in the midst of a place like this, God does do restoration work. He does bring us by the still waters and to the green pastures. And, uh, and even in the presence of our enemies, He prepares a table for us. Uh, every week when we come to the Lord's Supper, we're reminded of what Christ has done. We're reminded of what awaits us. We're reminded that in Christ, we are fully satisfied. Even if they were to, to kill us, uh, we would be okay with that. And I was reading recently some of the martyrs in the past. Uh, they would talk of uh, some of their most precious moments with Jesus was leading up to their, their martyrdom when they were actually killed for Him or waiting in dark dungeons and prisons. They, they would, though in total isolation at times, comment how they've never felt closer to Jesus in all their life. They just they couldn't wait. They were eager to go and be slaughtered uh, for the sake of the Lord so they could finally be with the Lord. They, they said, why are they taking so long? Come and get this over with. I'm ready. They were excited. Uh, so there is something special the Lord can do even in dark situations uh, He can do in our heart. So uh, through uh, though your context is likely a little bit different than ours, uh, where we're living and serving the Lord Jesus, uh, we pray nonetheless that you too will experience this restorative, restorative work of God in your soul also in these days. Uh, so that that's part of our, our encouragement to you. What we're getting, we, we pray that you would get that also because the Lord is doing a great work in our hearts and we're so thankful. Uh, we thank God for continuing to provide all our needs in Christ and, and through our wonderful gospel partners like you. Uh, here there's a photo of baby Cornelius. He received some new shoes recently and he loves them. Uh, he actually didn't want to wear them for a couple of days. He just liked keeping them in the box and taking them in the box, carrying them around. Uh, but he's really excited about these little red shoes that he got. And uh, just a reminder to us that... Uh, 
even caring for our baby is, is, uh, is not possible except for the generous donations of our gospel partners for this mission. So if you're one of them, thank you very much. If, if you're not, uh, we welcome you to consider becoming one. We definitely uh, need to increase funds on a regular basis. We're usually operating uh, below uh, what we actually need, and uh, support is something we, we, we value very much. And that's a great way to be a part of the Lord's global mission as well. And speaking of that note, our next our next thing in this update today has to do with uh, the hashtag Give Mobility to Jerry V. We've been doing a fundraiser, if you haven't been aware. Uh, it's about uh, giving mobility to my wife, a missionary housewife who doesn't have a driver's license, doesn't have a car. And rather than us, uh, she's just, you know, she's gifted in many ways uh, as, a, as, as a woman, as a housewife, as a missionary. Uh, very, very good with people, wonderful cook, great baker. Uh, very creative, very resourceful. But the one thing she doesn't do is drive uh, a vehicle. And that could be a typical Asian-American stereotype type thing. Asian women <laughs> don't drive cars. I don't know if that's the case or not. But my wife, she's small, and it's just she, in her life she's never comprehended actually driving a car herself. The thought never really crossed her mind from her culture, her background. was never necessary. And the idea of learning now for her and, and, and then being so small as she is, it just wasn't really... Uh, safe or, or a good idea, at least not at this point. Maybe maybe down the road a little bit. Uh, yeah. But in any case, uh, a good solution for her, seeing how Italy is made up of uh, uh, the towns are totally different than in America. Everything you can get around on, on, on foot, bike. Bikes are very common here in North Italy. There's bike paths everywhere so she can get around. Uh, but she can't balance well with a bike and a baby and get groceries. She can't do that. But uh, one solution was the, what they have now is the cargo bike and a little box in the front where two or three kids can get in there and also a bunch of groceries. And it's easy to ride, comfortable, it's safe. Uh, we found it out to be the, the best solution. So we've been doing a fundraiser to get funds to, to afford that, to get one for her as a substitute for buying a vehicle, a car. Uh, and uh, by God's grace, at this point, it says we're 90% towards our financial goal. And after sending out this update, within a couple days, the last 10% was also added to the number. Praise be to God. And we've now fully reached uh, the, the goal that we need. So give glory to God for that. We don't know how it happened. It was only a work of God, but he moved the hearts of his saints. And if you're one of them and you gave, thank you from our hearts very, very much. And we're very excited. Uh, we hope to send you a photo soon of Jerry V. We actually were able now to get it last week. And we picked up the vehicle or the, the, the cargo bike. We have it now. And Jerry V's getting used to it. Yesterday we were out on a ride. Uh, Chichi got on it for his first time. Loved it. The little girl next door, she got on also. We went down to the, to the local farm place. Uh, to spend some time there with the animals and the people there and uh, eat some uh, anguria, which is watermelon in English. Uh, enjoyed some watermelon there. And uh, just being outside, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. And uh, we were a little nervous at first getting on it because it's not very common. Not many people have these yet here. Uh, but So we were a little nervous and praying for courage to just ride it and not care what other people think. And to our surprise, people seem to really love it. Uh, people from across the street, they see us, they're waving, they're saying hi. They just think it's the greatest thing in the world. And all our neighbors are loving it, and the little kids next door now want to get in. And so it's become actually uh, already uh, a great ministry opportunity, just drawing people onto us that we can then point to Jesus. Uh, phenomenal. So we're just overwhelmed with gratitude for that. Thank you for being a part of that. Again, we do hope to send a photo of that soon. But uh, long story short, the Give Mobility to Jerry thing, uh, we did a campaign. God provided, and uh, he used his people, sending the, the money we need, and now we have it, and Jerry V is now, for the first time in her life, able to get around on wheels and, and be more about in the local community uh, with gospel intentionality also, but bringing the baby, getting groceries, these kinds of things. It's a whole new opportunity, a whole new chapter starting for her. 
and it's really really exciting and it's probably you know nerdy or, or foolish for other people but for us it's a big deal and it's a great thing and we're very excited about that possibility so praise be to god prayer requests uh not much has changed here but we do have a couple updates i'll share them in the time that remains uh we have a prayer request on here about 20 south koreans that we met here in the city Mestre, where we're located in North Italy, the mainland of Venice. And uh, they're looking for a pastor. They're a flock, small flock. They have no pastor. And they're praying about what to do. They bumped into us. They're interested uh, in talking more and how we can help them, if we can help them. And uh, being a pastor, I-, I can help them. But what is the best way is the big question. Uh, so we're still praying about that. We're waiting to hear back from them at this point. Actually, they haven't reached out yet. So we don't know what happened or what's going on. But we trust the Lord is in control of that. Continue to pray about it. And may the Lord lead us to that. If they would uh, reach out to us and we would go meet with them, potentially what we would do is not, uh, we have to keep them separate from an Italian church that's taking form here, but we can help uh, establish elders in their midst, their own people, uh, and help them form uh, an actual church body, make it something official, <clears throat> and then they could continue on uh, and we'd be friends and we'd help them uh, you know, train, train elders, train pastors for their own congregation. Uh, so that could be a great thing as well, uh, if we can help them. Uh, a praise here. Uh, last week we had to go to uh, Vicenza to serve uh, some American uh, American fellowship there, American church, run by uh, an American missionary who's now a new friend of ours. Uh, and uh, he was out of, out of country for a couple weeks and needed some help, so we asked if I could fill in one of those Sundays, and I did. We went. And it was a great blessing for us as well. And I just wanted to share a couple points from that for us. As a small congregation there, and even that Sunday in August, among uh, these, uh, these are soldiers from the base there. Not all of them were present because many were away, transitioning and vacation, all that kind of stuff. But usually I guess there's about 20 of them. And that's, in any case, it's a small body of believers, especially for American standards. But a great, great group of folks. And we, were, we went to serve them, but in the end, we, we felt just so blessed to be among them, such great folks. And a couple things I just wanted to share about that experience is a good takeaway, and I think it's good for all of us to, to hear these things. Uh, but one thing that we really appreciated there, since it's a small church, they didn't have uh, – today there's there's like what's common, at least in America, the churches is these like worship bands, like this, this rock concert kind of thing. <clears throat> and I always struggle with that, especially after 12 years in Italy on the mission field. I go back and I see a rock concert, and my heart just overwhelms. I don't even know what to do with myself. Uh, one hand, I kind of like it. and the other hand, I think, eh, it's just weird. It's a little bit overwhelming. Uh, but in any case, one thing that was wonderful about this congregation, usually we have a guitar. When we do worship here on Sunday, we have at least a guitar, maybe a, a box drum. And, and that's sufficient to, to do worship. But one thing that was uh, was great here was uh, there was none of that. It was strictly a cappella, the, the worship time. And not just that, but they're very good at they, they They have some modern songs, but they keep to the classic good hymns, traditional hymns. And I love hymns. I'm a big hymn guy. I love hymns. That's where all the real good worship music is, where the congregational singing is a lost thing in, in most churches today. Uh, but going forward from our experience there, just doing only a cappella because they had to, uh, I'm moved to going forward with the next church plan here, we want to make it a thing that uh, some of the songs we sing on Sunday as a congregation, we intentionally hope to do without music or without uh, instruments. A couple songs each Sunday without instruments, just congregational singing, hearing each other's voice as we sing to the Lord Jesus Christ. Wonderful, wonderful thing. And I, I would pray the churches around the world would, would recapture that. That is a wonderful thing. The instruments are great as well. But sometimes, once in a while, singing a, a good hymn with rich theological meaning and, and good words chosen very, very carefully, full of life, singing those congregationally without the, the, the accompanying instruments sometimes is absolutely beautiful, wonderful thing. That's one thing we took from our experience there serving these brothers and sisters <clears throat> in Vicenza a couple weeks ago. And uh, that's just a good thing. Yeah, acapella music sometimes. Consider that. Uh, either in your family worship at home, re- revitalize that, keep doing that, do that, integrate that into your family worship, your house uh, as a family. Uh, uh, 
and then the congregational singing aspect really appreciate it really value that and uh, for me the the hillsong type rock concert worship doesn't do anything at all honestly for me uh, I, I feel like I'm more at a secular, worldly kind of concert than than, than real adoration. And uh, maybe I'm wrong in that, maybe not. But I that's just my personal opinion. I, I'm not really into that. But uh, the congregational type singing is a wonderful thing where you can hear each other singing. Great, great thing uh, to remember. Uh, the, they had a little bit of liturgy uh, in this church. And we're used to here on the mission field doing a little bit spontaneous. We have order to the worship for sure. We always dedicate the first part to uh, to to prayer and uh, and, and worship singing. And, uh, and and sharing tes- testimonies with each other. <clears throat> and the, the, the second part of our services, we always have a sermon, 30, 35 minutes, uh, an exhortation from scriptures, uh, <clears throat> expository preaching. And then, the, and then the last part, each Sunday we always do the Lord's Supper here. So we have it where there's a time of uh, personal reflection, confession of sin, and then coming to the Lord's table, being renewed, remembering these elements, what they stand for. And finding new strength in Christ and new hope, remembering all is paid, our debt is paid, the future is great when Christ returns, and we're waiting for that, longing for that. Uh, but here they had a liturgy, which was interesting uh, for me because I'm not used to that kind of background. But it was great; I found it great. And one thing I really appreciated uh, was the they would read uh, uh, something from the Catechism, the Heidelberg Catechism, for example. Each week they would read one of the questions together, and then read the answer together. So rich, so wonderful. And unfortunately, that also is lost in most modern evangelical churches today and that's something i would encourage you uh, at least as a family once a week capture one of these questions from the heidelberg catechism the westminster catechism something like that and begin uh, integrating that into your family worship or um yeah if you're a church leader find a way to get that back into the church where each week there's something like that it's really nourishing i really appreciate it uh, about this church there in vicenza and then lastly uh the third takeaway we took from our time there that uh, that we'll share with you guys is the the fellowship now, most of us back in the States, we take for granted Christian fellowship. Our churches are very numerous, large churches, large bodies of believers, and we see each other and we're not excited about that. Uh, but here on the mission field, places like this, even in this American church on the mission field here, which is different, it's a unique thing because it's for the soldiers that are stationed here, uh, even they appreciate it in a different way from their time being here in Italy and with that small congregation. They were telling me how they feel back as people back in the States take for granted too much that fellowship that they have. And we as missionaries especially, uh, we understand how valuable fellowship is because we're we're in the trenches and we're alone for the most part, except for the little team that's with us. And in this case right now, in this season of our ministry, it's just us doing the groundwork, getting things laid out, and we're praying and waiting for the Lord to send laborers uh, to come work alongside of us and we become a little church family that grows and grows and grows by the grace of God. But fellowship is such a wonderful thing, and we just exhort you, don't take it for granted. Uh, we were happy, and there were only eight believers there, plus their families and or their, their little kids. Uh, but for us, that was great. That was wonderful. Uh, just to be together and in the presence of the Lord and, and, and sharing the, uh, the mutual blessings that we have in Christ and the like-mindedness that we have uh, because we live to honor Him. Oh, he's our Lord. He's our Savior. Uh, fellowship. Uh, appreciate the fellowship you have. Uh, don't, don't let that just slip away or don't take that for granted would be our last uh, takeaway and exhortation that we would give, uh, share also with you guys. Uh, so praise God, our trip there with the bad, uh, with the car, power steering not working and all that, we ask you to pray for us. We had a great safe trip there, safe trip back. Praise be to God. Wonderful, wonderful time there as well. And those are some of the things that we gained from our time serving them. Uh, Keep praying for us. Uh, back to the prayer requests here to reach more souls in this season. August is now over. September's back. Uh, we're starting September now. And uh, getting back to the daily evangelism and all that. So pray for uh, more open doors for the gospel and more souls to be reached, disciples to be made and, and, and edified and strengthened in the word and in the truth. 
and uh, and pray for this little church body to form, the, the core group to take form one way or another by the work of God. Pray for that to happen. Uh, <clears throat> and pray that the restorative time that we're still getting, I'm, I'm finishing up a uh, last text here for the summer, uh, and this one has to do with, it's called Reset by David Murray, and so far, what I've read, phenomenal. Absolutely providential, perfect timing. Definitely needed this book right now. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Reset by uh, David Murray, I believe is his name. And uh, worth worth your worth your time, worth a read. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to do a, a post in, in a little bit, either a blog post or something, a few uh, book recommendations from the books I read this summer that have been good for my soul that I would recommend to you as well. Uh, I'm going to do something like that in the near future. Uh, that's it for our prayer requests. Uh, there is a good blog post I would lead you to if you're hearing this and you want a, a good read, short article. It's uh, We titled the blog post, Leading Gone Bad and Abusive, or Church Leadership Gone Bad and Abusive. It is a possibility. It can happen, particularly in places like on the mission field where maybe accountability isn't uh, as it ought to be, where maybe uh, it's just too much isolation or, or, or something too much uh, spiritual warfare, all kinds of different things. It is a reality we need to be aware of, but it happens all the time, all over the place, and we hear the stories all the time. But here's a, uh, it's an article, it's a, basically we give a link to an article that we came across, and it's a very, very good article, worth your time, worth five minutes to read. And the title is actually Six Warning Signs of a Bad Pastor and Spiritual Abuse. Uh, so go ahead to practicalmissionscohort.org slash blog. You'll see it on there. And you can give it a read. Um, read our couple comments and how it relates to missions and be edified. And then go and click on the link and, and read it for yourself. Good article and it's worth your time. As usual, there's plenty of other blog posts there available for your edification, encouragement. Uh, feel free to check those out. Opportunities in uh, on the mission field. Uh, after our, our, our good time of uh, worship a couple weeks ago with, the, with these brothers in Vicenza, it came to mind also, ah, you know, another position that would be good to fill for somebody would be to focus, come and let your main focus be uh, as a worship leader, uh, leading the, 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 the music on, on, on a regular basis. So that would involve you already knowing how to play an instrument of some sort, uh, having either a voice, yeah, obviously we need a good voice, and uh, that desire, that ability, and uh, all the regular uh, qualifications. But then uh, you would focus on learning Italian hymns, learning Italian songs, or translating and, 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 and then teaching them to this core group here and, and eventually to the uh, the church plant and, and helping us to, to worship the Lord, leading us in that. So that's a new way that you can get involved in serving. Uh, you can play that particular role on the mission field here, uh, as well as other opportunities, always the vision trip, internship, short-term missions, church planning long-term, two to four-year terms, English as a second language, videographer, media type stuff. A lot of ways to serve. If you have any inclination, you want to know more about how you can play a different role in the in the work of the Lord here through Practical Missions Cohort in Italy, reach out and contact us. The role of administrator, something else we're looking for, for on-field here in Italy, contact us about that if you or someone you know is interested as well. And that's it for today, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the ministry. And uh, God bless you. Until the next time. Ciao, ciao. Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. ciao. 
you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.